This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. You're listening to Roseanne from Community Waikato, and I have with me in the studio today our guests from the Waikato Regional Council. We have Nigel King, who is the Transport Policy and Programs Team Lead, and Amantha Bowen, who is the Community Transport Lead. Welcome to you both. Excellent. Kia ora, Roseanne. Roseanne. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Oh, look, it's our pleasure. We sort of thought, you know, hey, it's uh, coming up to Christmas, holiday season. Be a good chance to bring you both in, have a little bit of a chat around transport and the various programs and policies that I suppose the Waikato Regional Council oversees. Uh, and, yeah, it might be some good little tips for our listeners, um, as I say, coming up to the holiday season. So... Who am I going to start with? Let's start with you, Nigel. Oh, so, thank you, Rosanne. <laughs> maybe you're going to talk a little bit about policy first, and then we'll sort of look at a bit more info from there. Yes, uh, absolutely happy to have a chat, and actually talking about the policy um, will lead very nicely into the implementation that we do, um, which Amantha will, will speak very uh, meaningfully to. Um, so my, my team is responsible for the development of um, statutory plans and non-statutory plans uh, related to transport here in the Waikato region. One of the major pieces of work that we're working on at the moment is the Regional Land Transport Plan. The Land Transport Plan is important from the perspective that it sets the vision for transport within our region for the next 30 years. Um, we develop these every three years and it gives us an opportunity to understand, I guess, what what we're trying to, to achieve, the objectives that are meaningful to, to Waikato Transport um, and how we go about addressing those. So the plan itself, again, provides the objectives, the policies and the implementation measures uh, that are designed to help us achieve those objectives, and it's supported by a programme of transport activities that are designed to help advance uh, each, each of those objective areas. The plan, in addition to being a policy document, is also a funding document. So each of the activities that's identified through that regional programme of, of work um, is uh, the inclusion of those activities makes our funding bid towards central government. And Waka Kotahi, as the, the central government agency, administers the National Land Transport Fund, and uh, for eligible activities, they fund up to 50% of, of our work on average um, for for uh, activities undertaken here in the Waikato. So it's really important to make sure that we've got that balance right and that we've got a programme um, as well as the, the policy environment that actually really helps us make meaningful change towards uh, our transport future. So the plan itself is developed by the Regional Transport Committee. Um, that's a committee of the Waikato Regional Council, but it's made up of um, elected members from all of the local authorities within the Waikato. So we try to be as representative as possible and make sure that the work that we have included in that plan represents the diverse interests of our region. We focus on uh, those key transport issues that, that we need to make change in, and in the 
draft RLTP, which they are working on at the moment. Uh, it's actually going to go to our transport committee on the 11th of December as a draft, and we're looking for um, approval to go out for public consultation early in 2024. Um, and just on that matter, uh, that's probably a, a fantastic opportunity just to, I guess, remind those listening. Um, this is a, a document that's out for public consultation, and it's it's a opportunity to make meaningful change and for people to have their say. So if they take an opportunity to read through the document and say, oh, actually, I think they need to focus more on, on this, um, then that's taken into account when we prepare the final plan. So we'll do more of a, I guess, more of a campaign, letting people know when the, the document's due to be released, but um, it will be towards the end of January next year, and it will run for approximately four weeks. And so people have that opportunity to, to have their say. Right. Hey, so how will people be able to access the document and have their say? Yes, uh, so it will be published online. Um, hard copies are often um, published and put in at public libraries and institutions so that uh, people can access them that way. Um, we receive uh, feedback on that via submission many ways uh, via the website which will which will complement the document itself um, we also will receive written feedback and email feedback and verbal feedback if it, if it suits we try to be as accommodating as possible for people to be able to to come and let us know what their thoughts are and then that, um, on the back of that they also have the opportunity to um, come and be heard through that process and present to a to a hearings um, committee which will actually understand if they if people want to explain their position more and make sure that the um, the elected members that oversee it uh, have that um, greater understanding and that will help us um, inform and prepare a, a good final document. Right, and maybe just for our listeners, uh, the website address, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Oh, it's... It, I can't give you the exact address, but if you go to the Waikato Regional Council website, when we're out for public consultation, it will be a link that's just right there on the on the home page. Okay. Oh, that's good for, for our listeners to know about that. And, and so, also the previously published um, plans are available on the website for them to review as well. Isn't that right, Nigel? Very good point. Yes, they are. Hmm. Yep. So if they want to see what we're currently working towards, what our objectives are, um, and what's already gone through a consultation process in previous years. They can see all of that in the plan. Very, very good point. Right. Hey, that's great for our listeners to know. All right. Very good. And so when do they, uh, when does the elected members or the council, whoever, um, sort of hope to have the final plan finished uh, so, by? So we're looking to make sure that it's published by the middle of June next year. Um, so there is, is still quite a process after it goes out for public consultation. There's a couple of months of of hearings and deliberations as that final plan is prepared, but it ultimately it will be um, submitted to Waka Kotahi for consideration uh, before the 14th of June next year. All right. Hey, that's great to know. Thank you very much for that, Nigel. And so are we now going to sort of segue into maybe some of the implementation of the current plan and maybe some of the... Yeah, something. Look, I, think that's, I think that's a wonderful segue, and, and one of the um, areas that uh, we really look to get into the community and, and make meaningful change is community transport. And that's where I would absolutely defer to Amantha in this one because she is our resident expert on such. And Amantha. <laughs> Thank you, Nigel. Um, yep, so I am the community transport lead. That is a relatively new program at Waikato Regional Council. So it has um, had 
over a decade of support from um, different organizations in the community to bring um, collective resources together to support community transport groups. But only uh, about two years ago did Waikato Regional Council prioritize uh, for itself um, through all of these processes and, and plans um, that it would initiate a community transport program and bring in resource and also institute a fund that we distribute out to community transport providers. What community transport is um, for us is uh, groups that are generally a bit more rural, um, that have sprung up where there's a need to provide um, additional modes of transport because our public transport network isn't um, thoroughly available to them. Uh, these are usually people who are living with disabilities or who are otherwise disadvantaged. And so people will recognize um, St. John doing uh, community health transport. Um, but there's also a ton of other groups um, in the region. We know of at least 29 that we're working closely with um, who are servicing the, the needs of their local communities and helping them either get to their health appointments uh, if they are quite far away from their urban centers or um, taking them around to their uh, local um, shopping needs or, or just get getting out to a cafe to meet up with their book club. Um, it's great for tackling social isolation and um, enhancing well-being, um, as well as meeting those um, absolutely essential needs of getting to your health appointments. Um, so these groups are run by volunteers. Uh, they are not uh, charging fares like uh, your taxi services would be. So they will accept COHA, um, and they often uh, thrive based on donations or grant funding from other groups. Um, and <clears throat> funders like WRC has now become. So we have this um, $200,000 uh, community transport fund that we um, first started distributing last year. So we made our first distribution in June of 2023. Um, and that was last year's financial year. <laughs> so we're now in the 23-24 financial year and we're actually running another round of funding that opened up on the 19th of November and will close on the 10th of December. And it's available to any community transport group uh, meeting um, communities needs within the Waikato. Um, there's a few other eligibility requirements which you can read about on our policy um, document, which is uh, accessible on the application website. And I will tell you the, the link for that in just a moment. Um, but we, in the previous um, round, we were able to meet uh, the needs of 14 different community transport groups. Um, and we will start hearing back shortly about the, the value that that added to the work that they do. And it's absolutely going to be um, really enriching. I can, I can tell already just from speaking uh, with these groups about the kinds of things that they do. I mean, um, without them, people aren't getting to their health appointments, but also the, the ones that are able to take people around to their um, to the, you know, to the grocery store or um, to catch up with some friends. That like those are things that without them they either wouldn't do and they'd be completely home alone, or else uh, they would be reliant upon um, the kindness of people in their lives, their neighbors, um, their fano, and that reduces your independence, your autonomy. It takes away a lot of um, feeling like you're as on the same level as everyone else. You know. 
Yes. The self-worth is that probably the words you were looking great, for, yeah, wasn't it? Thank you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, it's um, one of those things that isn't visible unless you... Um, often isn't visible unless you have a direct contact mm-hmm. or a need yourself or your family's had a need or your you know neighbors um, but once you see it it's um, god it's just absolutely so beautiful to see that that piece of New Zealand culture and us coming together and supporting our um, our communities <laughs> and so WRC like I said it has now uh, got some funding that we put together to support that and um, there are um, there are other ways for people to get funding as well. And so uh, I would invite people to reach out to, to ourselves, to myself, if they want more information on where they can find funding or how they can start uh, providing a community transport service or any aspect of that that they might need help with because it is really difficult, I think, to um, to run one of those grassroots um, services. And we're here to provide that resource of um, research and, and knowledgeability of how everyone else is doing it and share that with them so they can be successful and meet the community needs and the the fact is that um we have quite we we do the best that we can to provide a a rigorous network of public transport services um so i'll speak a little bit um, more about the um total mobility and accessible transport solutions that we have but those tend to be more urban focused and uh our rural communities definitely have um, a need that is harder for us to meet so these community groups are meeting are meeting the need that we can't in many cases yeah and look I've been very fortunate uh, I was involved in helping you Amantha to put together the transport symposium last year mm. uh, and we got to meet some of the lovely volunteer drivers and organizers of these community transport um, groups and it is just amazing you know you, you know the work that they do the hours they put into it and as you said all voluntary Um, You know, just the service they provide to their local community. And I know for some, um, it's even, you know, having to bring them all the way up to the Waikato Hospital here in um, Kirikiriroa, Hamilton. Mm -hmm. I've uh, been up there a couple of times and I've seen vans from Fitianga and I've seen vans from Tokoroa and all across the whole region. Quite right. um... Yeah, so, so there's some distance and then the time involved, so... Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I will say a lot of these volunteers, um, and this is it, I would say the sector itself of community transport has two big issues. One is sustainable funding, and two is uh, the sustainability of the volunteer force. So I don't know if any listeners uh, would be interested or have um, anyone in their lives who might be interested, but if you are ever looking for a way to give back, um, it's it would be immensely meaningful to be able to do that around um working with a community transport group. They are largely people in their 60s to 70s at this point who are um, organizing and providing the transport, as you said, in some cases, great distances from all the way up the Coromandel um, Peninsula. And that's a huge strain to be on, um, you know, on our golden generation um, to be providing that service. And it would be great to see um, an infusion of um, slightly even slightly younger volunteers to start to pick up the torch. Um, otherwise, these this free service, this backbone of, of these rural communities is going to um, 
be it, w- it would be very difficult for it to sustain. And that's um, obviously a real challenge, I think, across all our society at the moment is, is you know, finding enough volunteers to, mm. to help with Very these definitely. programs. And, and the age of a lot of our volunteers, yeah, and uh, probably that lack, there's that void at the moment, isn't there, that next younger generation down. So look, I can talk a little bit more about the uh, sort of programs that the Waikato Regional Council uh, oversees. Welcome back to Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. This is Roseanne from Waikato, uh, Community Waikato, and I have with me in the studio today our guests from the Waikato Regional Council, Nigel King, and we have Amantha Bowen. Welcome Thanks, back. Roseanne. Thanks, Roseanne. Thank All you. All right, so Nigel, I think you're just going to chat a little bit about the um, public transport uh, options, is it? Regional yes, public yes. transport options? So Amantha covered very nicely the... Um, the community transport offering that we have here in the Waikato and the way in which Waikato Regional Council supports that the delivery of that, um, not necessarily the delivery from a an operator's perspective, but how do we support those community groups to to deliver that service? In addition to to community transport, we are uh, we have a reasonably substantial public transport network that covers our our region. Which gives gives people different options in terms of how they get around sustainably. 
And so we have a significant metro service, which has been uh, in place for a number of years, and a number of regional services, which both provide connection into Hamilton, but also within their own communities. We are constantly looking for, I guess, opportunities in order to expand and enhance our service offering, and public transport is collectively uh, the safest way to travel, but we're also looking at ways in which we can make that even more sustainable. So uh, with the um, with each new service that we, we look to engage in contract, we're looking to move towards electric vehicles or low emission to no emission vehicles. And that, again, makes the, the choice to travel by public transport that much more environmentally responsible. So we're going to continually work towards improving that as, as part of our service. In addition to the network of buses that we have across the region, uh, we've got the wonderful Tehuia train service, uh, which connects us through to the, the Auckland Auckland network. And it's, sorry, Nigel, it's just, uh, I haven't done that yet, but it is on my bucket list to do, hopefully over the Christmas New Year period. Well, so. you, you, you might be fighting for a space that's very popular over the over the holiday yes, periods. Yes, I have but no, heard you, that. You, you must... You must do it. It's a fantastic way to connect through to, to Auckland mm. and for Auckland to connect through here to Waikato too. And we're seeing really good patronage in, in both directions as a um, as that service continues to, to grow and mature. Um, and so we'd, we'd, with those options available to us, it just lets people, I guess, make, make different choices about how they get from where they live to where they work or where they, where they go to school or where they recreate. It's... Um, it's it's always good to make sure that people have choices that they feel are sustainable and can get them to where, where they want to go. Um, and probably that segues very nicely into accessible transport because mm -hmm. we're also conscious that not everybody can take a, a bus or Absolutely. a train. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, thank you, Nigel. So I'll just um, speak a little bit more about our alternative solution. So I obviously talked about uh, community transport, which is more... Um, geared towards people who are living rurally but for those who are um, urban or who come into our urban centers um, everyone who's a Waikato regional resident is um, eligible to get a, a B card and um, those who have a disability can get themselves assessed for a, an accessible um, concession or accessibility concession that gives them free use of their um, buses that are coming in and out of Hamilton or, or running through Hamilton um, as well as uh, a free travel on Tahuya. And then we also have um, an alternative transport scheme uh, called Total Mobility, and that's for people who, again, have a disability which prevents them from using public transport reliably or driving themselves independently. And so then they can get assessed for a Total Mobility card, and that gives them a significant discount to their taxi fare for utilizing um, uh, eligible taxis. So all of that information can be found um, as well as everything Nigel was speaking about in terms of the bus network and um, Tahuya can be found on our website busit.co.nz so that's B-U-S-I-T dot C-O dot N-Z um, there's a space there for the B card, Tahuya, total mobility and obviously the general information about buses and which, um, which ones you want to hop onto to go where. Um, we also have a website for the community transport that has a bit more um, information about where you can find uh, community transport options in what the Waikato region, and that's 
uh, waikatocommunitytransport.org.nz. So waikatocommunitytransport.org.nz um, contains information about all of our community transport providers in the Waikato region that we're aware of. Anyone we're not aware of is welcome to contact us and get signed or get uh, their information on there. Um, and we can also answer questions that come through that website as well. Um, or else you can reach directly out to community transport at waikatoregion.govt.nz. And finally, for any groups out there who were interested in that fund that I was talking about for community transport, that is waikatoregion.smartygrants.com.au. And um, if any of that uh, was said too quickly, then please just reach out to us at Waikato Regional Council and we will get you the information that you need. Hey, that's great to know. And so I suppose if... Um so just correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, if someone is living rurally and they're having real trouble with um, accessing transport, especially to get to like their medical appointments mm -hmm. or even up to the hospital uh, here in Kirikirua, Hamilton, they can go online and there's contact details for the various community um, transport providers? That's exactly correct. Yeah, so they will have um, phone numbers or email addresses and information about how each one of those operators um operates so when they run and um and what sort of trips they'll cover and for any questions that aren't covered by that they're welcome to contact us and we will give them whatever clarity they need okay now i might be putting you on the spot but, but with the fact that it is coming up to christmas and that sort of holiday period do you know whether the, all of the com community transport providers do still offer the service over that time um, so we are still seeking that information. We actually have a meeting coming up with all of our providers um, on Monday, and we'll be asking them for their holiday hours, and we will put that up on the website as well. All right. Hey, no, that's going to be great. All right, time is flying by. We've only got just over a couple of minutes to go. Um, I believe we're going to see way back to you, is it, Nigel? Yeah, I, I, I just wanted to touch on one of the other areas that, that Waikato Regional Council is very active on in terms of transport, and, and we have a very... Um, significant role to play in terms of road safety and how we promote road safety for road users ac across the region. Um, Waikato unfortunately is highly overrepresented in terms of our, our national road safety statistics and so we look to make sure that we are active in terms of how we promote um, safe user behaviour and, and ensuring that there is a safe road user environment for, for anybody who is on our network. So we are very active in terms of our education space. Um, listeners might be familiar with our, our Ruben the Road Safety Bear who's um, very... Uh, very well received by mm -hmm. our younger generation, and, and, and Ruben reaches more than 10,000 students a year with his road safety messages. And again, we, we also just make sure that we are partnering with others to help deliver the best road safety um, education that we can. So we, we partner with um, ACC and, and deliver a motorcycle ride forever um, program, making sure that motorcyclists are safe on our roads. We make sure that we are a facilitator of, of good road safety information. We look after the Regional Road Safety Forum a network of regional road safety professionals um, who also are responsible for developing and implementing the road safety strategy for us. So we, we are very active in terms of how we want to make sure that people who are using our networks um, can get safely to where they, where they go. And I think that's really um, vitally important, as I said, you know, coming up to the, uh, the festive season, um, you know, we're... Um, 
Okay. Hey, look, that's great information. Thank you very much. We have now run out of time. It's been really uh, interesting and uh, enjoyable to have both Nigel and Amantha from the Waikato Regional Council uh, with me here today. So this was Roseanne from Community Waikato on Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. Kia ora. Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.